James Klug is here. He's a political commentator and content creator and the current king of street interviews, pulling in massive, I'm talking gigantic numbers for his streeter videos on YouTube. While Gary Sheffield Jr. is a writer for Outkick.com and a baseball podcaster for NYY, that's for New York Yankees News TV. His show Chef Talk airs every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for joining me, guys. I'm about to pass out, I think, after all that. <laughs> I think I'm going to want to go to that event. Uh, yeah, you can all meet in Miami. You can talk to the president of El Salvador. I think um, Andrew Yang is going to be there. You can talk to him about losing all the time, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I think the first question I want to I want to ask you guys because you're such fans of the Oscars. We have to. Like, I don't even want to, but I have to get your takes on Will Smith. Um, fake staged, um, no repercussions. Is that right or wrong? What do you guys think if it was faked or staged? Do you think anything should have happened? Gary, let's go to you first. You're chomping at the bit here, champing at the bit to get a get a get a say in on this. I think. Well, for one, I don't want Will Smith to lose his Oscar. I know a lot of people are talking about whether or not that should happen. But for me personally, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you're really showing us your insecurity. And when you look at Will Smith, who's on record saying that they've had an open relationship, his wife is saying that they had an entanglement. And when I'm looking at it, there's certain events where it's like Will Smith should have stood up for himself. And then in this moment where people are just using words and my favorite host and Ricky Gervais there's been plenty of times where other celebrities can look at him and say, I want to go punch this guy, but you know, you have to show self-control as a celebrity, as somebody who's a public figure. So it was a huge mistake on Will Smith's part. And unfortunately it overshadowed what should have been a great night. James, James, he's there. He's slapping somebody. He's crying. He's laughing, apologizing to the Academy saying, protect the family. First, do you think it was staged? And do you think anything should have happened to him if it wasn't? At first, I, I thought it was staged, and then I saw him uh, screaming afterwards, and I was like, okay, no, no, he, this is totally legit. But um, I, I understand everyone that, that thinks it's staged. I mean, we've seen the ratings. They're awful. I think uh, this Academy Awards was increased by about $3 million over last year from maybe $10 million to to $13 million, I believe. I could be wrong on that stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. Last year. Yeah, I didn't even know that it was the Academy Awards, to be honest. And the whole day I was saying the Grammys. I was in uh, Hollywood Boulevard filming, and um, and we had no clue that it was, it was even going on until it got there. But uh, as for... You know, I, I think we look at these celebrities, a lot of people, even even if you are as politically active as we are, um, you kind of look at them and, and you still get a little bit starstruck, right? Like we, we look at these people, they're, they're famous, they're big time, they should be role models. But I mean, let's be honest, everyone in Hollywood, for the most part, are a bunch of like lunatics. So none of this stuff surprises me at all. Like, I don't know why we should just expect anything more from celebrities because they're all nuts. Um, and yeah, he snapped. And you know what? I don't, I don't have that much to say about it. I like to, if we, if we are going to be judging this, you know, I see a lot of people talking about his, his wife cheating on him, making that comparison, but you know, we do want to kind of separate these things in my opinion and like judge this incident separately on whether it's right or wrong. Obviously it's, you know, you're not supposed to go assault someone from cracking a joke. And the joke was actually like, I mean, it was pretty funny, but, um, as for, uh, you know, I don't have that much to say about it. If anything, it got me slightly, and I mean slightly, interested in the Academy Awards. Um, so, hey, that was cool, I guess. It was, it, it. <laughs> Jim Carrey saying he should sue for $200 million. Now, I'm seeing a lot. I saw, obviously, Twitter pushing how much of 
pretty much a defense for Will Smith. His wife's got this illness. Of course, you shouldn't make fun of her for it. And uh, basically nothing being pushed. And Gary and I were talking before we came on here about how you can tell something's kind of contrived when it's pushed en masse by the media. And I, I see them kind of defending this and kind of avoiding saying that Will Smith did anything wrong. Are you guys getting that feeling at all? Like they're kind of promote. I don't know if we're going to go down the route where they're promoting violence. We know like Hollywood loves to show violence. They love to uh, condone it when it suits their narrative. But when sort of things come into real life, they don't really know how to handle that. Am I seeing that on my own? Do you guys recognize any of that? I think you're, I think you're spot on about that. I'll, I'll, sorry. I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh no, don't worry about it. It's uh from, from my perspective, they're going to defend whoever they like. That's just the reality of the situation in Hollywood. Um, it's as hypocritical as it could be. I feel like all of us are aware of that. They, they essentially can do one thing. And if someone they don't like does another, they're going to pick that. They're going to pick it apart. And Will Smith is somebody who the left has really defended. They've defended him as a Hollywood figure. He's essentially been the chosen one. I mean, he was a huge star in Fresh Prince. Um, he's obviously just won a Grammy last night. So he's still relevant as he was 25 years ago. So yeah, I mean, they're just not going to, they're going to say defend all women and defend Jada Pinkett or defend um, black men. And everything is going to be um, everything is going to be polarizing and it's really not that polarizing as James alluded to. It's as simple as this. You can't walk on a stage and assault somebody, whatever they said, you just can't do that. It's just as simple as that. You have to be able to control yourself. So, um, trying not to read too much into the situation and how it's being covered. But when you make a clear mistake like that, um, it needs to be covered as such. Yeah, and do we have, I, I was, I was always wondering, do we have evidence to suggest that Chris Rock knew about the condition? I, I know I believe obviously he said that he didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know really why he would. People were saying that she was his wife and I don't, you guys, I don't even know the wife's name. Um, but <laughs> I believe his, uh, his wife was pretty open about it. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's good. Like you should make people feel comfortable about, uh, you know, just something that's natural in our lives, air loss. That's especially for women. I can only imagine that that's some like a, you know, a bummer, but, uh, I don't know why he would be aware of that. There's how many celebrities, I'm not sure that he's paying that much close attention to her. And, you know, he made the, a GI Jane joke. I'm sure he didn't really think anything was going on. And like on the surface, it's a funny joke. Obviously it's a little, it's a little tough if you, if you actually dig into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, bottom line, you don't assault someone for cracking a joke, even if it's a dicey joke. Remind me to send you some of the nineties movies of Jada Pinkett Smith was in. Uh, we, we put on bad boys last night, actually. Well, she was in a movie <laughs> in the early nineties where her and Queen Latifah and somebody else robbed banks for a while. That's a, that's a good one. We'll put that on your list, your watch list. I want to move on to uh, some more sports stuff uh, with Gary here. And it's re revolving around Kyrie Irving. He's finally allowed to play back in uh, Brooklyn. After, you know, buying courtside tickets, sitting there, he can't, he got, the team got fined for him going into the locker room. He can only play in away games, which isn't the case, I guess, for Jonathan Isaac, because they're in, uh, in Orlando there. So all these crazy rules. And now they finally lifted the mandate for athletes and performers only. And I think private sector individuals still have to wear them um, in, in businesses. 
I just want to ask, how much is this going to be a black eye for the NBA? Do you think people have already forgotten about it? And do you think it's fair for no, you know, regular New Yorkers who may be in a private business? They're not exempt. We've just made a special exemption for athletes and performers here, Gary. Yeah, but that's the thing is they get spe special exemption. Um, a lot of what triggered this was the New York Yankees and Mets. They all, as a team, I believe they said the numbers were 45% of both organizations between the Yankees and Mets that were vaccinated. And Aaron Judge, the big star in New York, is telling, essentially telling the media, I'm not vaccinated. So when Kyrie Irving takes a stand, he essentially was the only one. They made him seem like he was isolated, like he was a crazy person. Um, a flat earther is how they covered him. And ultimately, the, the New York is really they're trying to pull for power that the whole point of this is power. That's really the gist of this. Um, Mayor Eric Adams was listening to Kevin Durant say, like, we need to start making sense of this. And it still didn't matter. And then eventually, despite what the science said, science hasn't changed the past two or three months. It just hasn't. It's always suggested that people who had pre-existing conditions were always the most at risk from COVID and the regulations on all the mandates they frankly didn't only impact people with pre-existing condition. It affected all of us. It affected the economy. And ultimately it took big superstars to change the rules by simply demanding it um, in large numbers. So I'm glad it happened eventually, but I'm anticipating that they are going to walk back some of these in the near future. James, should we be it, it celebrating how great it is that a guy who stood up for everybody who you know, how their job taken away, couldn't go to work, et cetera, or play sports in his case. Should we be celebrating his ability to go back to work for all the things he stood for? Or should we still be focusing on the fact that there's probably millions of people in the city of New York who still, you know, can't go back to work if they're unvaccinated? I mean, uh, first of all, huge, like, thumbs up with Irving standing up for himself this whole time. That was huge. And, and what Gary said was spot on. They literally treated him like a flat earther. Now, uh, you know, I don't follow sports that closely, but I am aware of this situation here. And, um, you know, when it comes down to the elites getting to abide by different rules than your average American, that's kind of what showed people in the very beginning of the pandemic that, you know, it's, it's, it's picking and choosing who obeys the science, right? You get, it started with elite politicians and now it's going to athletes and performers, et cetera. While the average American has to obey pretty much anti-scientific laws that it's not just, Oh, I can't go to a restaurant or, Oh, I can't go to a sporting event. It has been, Oh, you guys shut down the business. I worked for my entire life. You guys ruined and destroyed my life, even though they knew that the data didn't support uh, healthy individuals or, or support marketing, how it's just blanket policy across the board. You know, healthy individuals were never really at risk from COVID-19 and, when it comes to um, individuals that were obviously the average was like around three and a half uh, comorbidities per average COVID related death. I mean, these are very unhealthy individuals at the very top of that uh, individuals that that does not apply to the individuals that are not at risk would be professional athletes. I think that's, you know, so many people are looking at this like such a joke, but truth is shouldn't be a big deal at all. If a professional athlete, literally the peak of fitness uh, doesn't feel like getting a vaccine for something he's not at risk for. Do you guys think that if this stuff winds down with Ukraine and the midterms don't go the way the Republicans want them to, let's say it ba things basically stay the same. Do you think we see a resurgence 
of COVID restrictions and Fauci pops back on TV and all of a sudden we're living in fear of death again? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no cool question. There's no question because essentially they're calling our bluff. Everyone in America right now is, is I wouldn't even say they're on eggshells. Everyone seems like they're chomping at the bit for midterms, pretending as though, I mean, I shouldn't say they're pretending, but they are really showing their hand that they're going to bring this to the polls. They're going to make politicians pay, make the people in power pay for the way that they've controlled this country the past year and a half or so. And if it turns out to not be true, you're start you're going to start seeing Joe Biden, all the people who are really his puppet masters. They're going to start taking control of this country even further than you can imagine. People right now are sitting there talking about $4.50, $5 a gallon being unaffordable. Wait till it's 10 because policy changes. What we're doing overseas changes because we don't show up to the polls. The 2022, the, the midterms are so important and we have to show. And that's just the reality of the situation right now. James, that did not happen in Canada. Justin Trudeau took it to the polls and Canada said, only slightly less do we love you, Justin Trudeau. About 2% less do we love your socks, your hair, and talking like this. But America is not Canada. Do you think everything comes back if there's not a strong showing, a strong message sent by voters in November? You know what? I, I, I think when it comes down to what we're seeing in the United States, uh, that, that's something that's scary because that you just said in Canada, the 2% reduction, because I think we do see some things that are similar here, but bottom line, when Americans have their pocketbook affected, when they're seriously affected, keep in mind that is the only reason why Donald Trump lost is because the economy started going haywire. Democrats made sure it was as bad as possible, making sure the lockdowns were as bad as possible, making sure that people's lives were destabilized like crazy. What we're seeing here is, I mean, you guys, the last how many months has only been COVID, has now only been Ukraine, they'll probably try to go back to COVID. And, you know, right before the midterms this year, we will be seeing the January 6th committee coming out with some big new announcement. Wow. And they'll try to save something really big for the very end. But when it comes to Americans having their pocketbooks affected, that's that they are feeling it at the pump. They are feeling it at work. They're, they're going to start really seeing inflation hitting. And if you got a 5% raise last year, you didn't get a raise this year because inflation is 8% and that's what they're admitting to. So um, I, I think I think the average American doesn't really pay that much attention to, to politics like we do or, or like many folks do, but the average American just notices it in their day-to-day -day lives. They see this grandpa in the White House doing some weird stuff and they're paying more for literally everything and you can't get a brand new car or or camera or anything, uh, I think people will show up to the polls. And I think they'll definitely um, they'll definitely show up in, in some good numbers voting red. All those pictures coming out of the military members while Biden's talking of everybody just looking confused. <laughs> but I'll get to Ukraine later with you guys. The next thing I wanted to talk about, James, was I mentioned off the top the crazy numbers you're doing on your street, which is unheard of, I think, since Fleck has talks, if I'm being honest, then slightly offensive. And now I call you the new king of the streeter. Uh, you've gone independent. These videos are killing it. And having watched you from a year ago or two years ago to today, do you think Californians have woken up a little bit? They've woken up, the Patriots have gone to them. Do you think they've changed a little bit or are we seeing even more craziness? Are they digging in even further? What's your interpretation of that? Well, one, uh, king of street content, I do not deserve that title, but thank you so much for saying that. It means a lot. But, but two, um, uh, as for... Um, 
As for California, that's an interesting one. Back to what I was saying previously, right? The average American notices their pocketbooks being affected. If they don't like things feeling a little bit out of control, even if the media is telling you, hey, it's all good, don't worry about it, it's Russia's fault. You know, people will buy that, and that is very effective. Our media being 90% plus dominated by the left wing and college campuses being dominated by the left wing, that does have a major impact. But you can't lie to people. It's kind of like, you know, they keep trying to lie to people about uh, Biden being all there. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of the, what is it? The king has no clothes on. Everyone's saying, oh, wow, your clothes are so nice. And someone's like, no, I, you don't, you're, you're naked. I don't know what everyone else is talking about. Like things suck right now. Um, I think that will have an impact on Californians, but to answer your question last year, I have, since I started doing street videos and talking to people on the street, I've actually noticed things getting a bit worse, mm. uh, under this administration, the media is a lot more tame. So people are more tame and they do kind of go with where the media is going. However, bottom line, I think people are going to start to see them, like I said, paying more for literally everything, and that might get them to go vote. But uh, California, I would say overall, is not going in a good direction. They're getting more and more radical. College students are getting more and more radical when it comes to praising socialism and condemning capitalism or the United States. You know, um, I, I did a video recently of, of children being allowed to transition their gender mm -hmm. surgically. Right. If I did that video two years ago, people would be like, that's absolutely not allowed. That is insane. Are you kidding me? Your prefrontal cortex isn't even developed until you're 25 years old. Uh, we had no problem getting that video recently with, I might've even been a majority of the people saying, absolutely go for it. Even though that's insane. The same thing with this Florida bill, James, do people actually know what they're quote unquote signing up for are they just and I've been asking this a lot of people lately because I'm seeing it and I'll transition to uh, to something about ESPN their protest there but this Florida bill these are adults who are saying you know transition these kids cut off this that and the other uh, don't say gay bill Do these adults have actually an idea of what they're supporting here which in this case would be you know how old five to eight year olds being taught about gender transitioning and uh, transgenderism. Do they actually know what's going into these things, these people you're talking to, or do they just have the, you know, the surface understanding and there's no need to get into it because Florida's evil. You guys, it's, it's actually crazy. Um, it seems as though, I mean, this is, maybe this goes without saying, but depending on what media you watch, you have a certain level of being informed of what's going on. Right. And uh, when it comes to the don't say gay bill, quote unquote, it's the uh, parental rights and education bill. It's a really short bill. It's like, I think it's like seven pages long and it doesn't say the word gay once in it. I'm sure you guys have heard that said. It doesn't say it once in the bill. Pretty much what it does is just prevent talking about sex or inappropriate discussions when it comes to sexual orientation or gender identity to kindergarten through third grade. And the reason why a lot of people grabbed onto the don't say gay bill, one, a little bit easier to say than the parental rights and education bill and also spicier, no doubt about that. But, um, you know, what we had is we had activists in Florida using that term and that got all the way up to the White House where Jen Psaki's saying the don't say gay bill were the media lapdogs. I mean, at this point, they the mainstream media is they are just lapdogs for the Democratic Party. And this was one of the scary ones that 
really expose that because instead of using the proper name of the bill, the parental rights and education bill, they just jumped to don't say gay bill. And that was a lie. And they knew it was a lie, but they wanted to defeat the bill. Why? Because they have this fixation of going after your children. They cannot build the future for America that they want without seriously indoctrinating our youth. And to get that agenda, to expedite that agenda, you need to insert that into children's education. Should anybody or any teacher K through third grade be talking to a student, this little Timmy, just there playing with a... what are the, the maybe maybe the uh, school alphabet cookies? Delicious, by the way. Learning how to do his alphabets. Uh, should should they be talking to, to to little Timmy about sexual orientation or gender identity? Absolutely not. And there's there's no reasonable uh, um, counter argument to that at all, except for when they get lied to. When people get lied to, they just regurgitate it. I don't think that it's you know we need to make it more acceptable to say gay in classrooms. Well, not really to K through third graders. And that's what people aren't understanding. So the media have seriously misdirected people on this entire bill. It's been a disaster and people ate it up. Gary, uh, Disney employees protested this, a few hundred of them. They forced the CEO to recant and apologize for, I don't know, take, not taking a tough enough stance. And then ESPN I was watching, not directly, because I would never watch the women's college basketball uh, March Madness, <laughs> unfortunately. They, you know, one anchor said oh, they were taking a moment of silence. Sorry, the score was 44 to four in the video. That's how exciting it was. Um, so an anchor takes a moment of silence. Then there's two play-by-play commentators who say, we're going to take a moment of silence with our brothers and sisters at Disney, and because this bill attacks parents' rights, they're reading off a sheet of paper, they have no idea what they're talking about. And my question to you is, do you come across this often in sports media where they're feigning interest in politics and they wanna be in the in crowd, so they'll, they'll take the stance that people are taking without even really knowing it? Or are you cut off enough from that world at this point where you don't have to be exposed to that lunacy? Well, and as to James' point, it, it, there's no real counter argument to getting involved in this stuff. I mean, there's just no reason that people this age should be talking about their sexual orientation. That's not making sense. So, and what we're starting to understand is a trend is that people are becoming more advanced with their feelings, more advanced with their sexualities, younger and younger. And when that happens, you have a more anxious group of young people, a more anxious group of uh, young adults, um, people on more prescription drugs, harder drugs, overdoses are up, suicides are up. Everyone is looking at these and all of it's going down because the mainstream media and our celebrities, which our celebrities are athletes now, um, they're all just going with what's comfortable and, and trying to seem like you're an open, like you're an open book. Um, you're the definition of a liberal liberalism today is not what it was. Liberalism used to be being open to new ideas and you still have to think when you're a liberal and that thought process, um, being able to think for yourself is just not part of the process anymore. So now it's more about conforming and it doesn't matter who is in the crosshairs of gross negligence. And, and unfortunately right now it's our children. And the, that's the most fragile group of people that we have on the earth today is our youth. And it's under full attack by celebrities 
and uh, movie stars all over the planet. I want to get your take on not specifically your take on Ukraine. You can give it if you want, but the media's reaction to it, all the politicians here, doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal, you've got a Ukrainian flag next to your name. We were talking earlier about the push from the media for certain subjects. Where are you standing on this? Do you think it should be what it is in the media? Do you take a side at all? Give us your a whole 360 view on this, if you please. I think since the beginning, and I'll, I'll, I'll be totally straightforward. I, I haven't, this, this hasn't been my uh, deepest dive topic lately, just with editing, filming videos on other various topics. But I will just give a quick take on that. I mean, when it comes down to Ukraine and, and Russia, um, it's very noticeable that the left has actually grabbed on to backing Ukraine 100 percent. And and I think there's there's obviously reasonable aspects to that. However, I think we would not be doing ourselves a, like, you know, we're doing ourselves a, a disservice if we're not actually talking about how there is major corruption in Ukraine. Ukrainians, uh, the Ukrainian government is not, uh, and there's a reason why our elites go over there to make a quick buck. I mean, it's the wild west when it comes to politicians getting rich. Um, you know, President Trump, he was looking into investigating or asking, basically hinting that people Oh no! So it's it's not a. It, am I am I cut off? It did for a second. Start the sentence. Um, well, what really just really? I mean, it's it's not as though they're just uh, a United States equivalent when it comes to uh, being a properly functioning democracy. There's major corruption in Ukraine. Um, I do think that we should be covering it. It's very important, obviously, to cover this. Uh, Russia is our is, is a major enemy of the United States when it comes to their government specifically. And, um, you know, I, I think it's totally reasonable that it, it is in the headlines. However, dominating the entire media and, and us talking about absolutely nothing else, I think is a problem just because we have a massive problem in our own country, whether it be immigration, whether it be energy uh, or anything, you know, pretty much or inflation, whatever it may be, we have countless issues in our country right now. I think the media is grabbing onto Ukraine a little bit to uh, kind of be a, almost a scapegoat for talking about the problems that we have at home. Uh, but that's pretty much all I can add to that. Gary, how does one decipher through the media how big of a deal this should be or how much they should care about it? When everything gets pushed from, and I mentioned earlier, from rainforest to police shootings to now Ukraine, the flags in your bio, how does one decipher if everything, if something is a corporate push or not? Well, anytime the media is trying to get us to care less about our own pockets and what's going on on our own soil and start caring about what's going on in overseas. It's like, do I want people in Ukraine and, and what's, what's going on with Russia? Do I, do I want people to lose their lives? Absolutely not. That's, it's still a priority for people not to lose their lives. That's fantastic. If we can get this over with as soon as possible, but for the most part, when the media narrative is saying one side is the enemy, Ukraine has absolutely nothing to do. There's, they have nothing to do with what's going on. They're not talking about the corruption, as James alluded to. They're not talking about any of these different factors that are leading to the war. They're not talking about who was at the helm when this war triggered off. Because from what all of us here can understand is that 
the media told us that Donald Trump is going to be at the helm when everything hit the fan, when stuff hit the fan with Russia, when everything was going to hit the fan with North Korea. We all heard that Donald Trump was going to be a leading cause driving that, and he was going to stir the pot and create corruption around the world. None of that happened, not one time ever. And we're sitting here talking about Ukraine and Russia and all these other countries getting involved. And we frankly are, are if we're going to be arguing with the way that we are covering these events, it's like perhaps we should ask who's in charge when these events do go down rather than trying to figure out the details, because the details are so hard to figure out what's correct because the media has lied to us so many times. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting that not two years ago, it was Ukraine uh, and Biden and Hunter Biden and the laptop and all the corruption that was there. You know, they don't allow transgenders to do this and that. They've got so many problems. They're bombing uh, eastern Ukraine. And everybody also always has to, of course, preface it with um, with Putin being a bit of a tyrant, which he is. He's always trying to take over land that used to be USSR. But when it comes to the point of the media all pushing things in one direction, I have to d agree with you because it comes to a point where you have to, you can't even believe what you're reading. You have to say, okay, why is this type of news being pushed on us? Not necessarily what's in the content, but who's pushing it? What's the, what's the reason why they would take this side? And then the facts sort of fall where they will um, over time because you can't really trust anything right at the beginning. You've got them so showing video game footage for their military. You've got Russia right. saying, uh, you got Russia saying that we're saving everybody, which of course is not the case either. Lies go in, in both directions, and I hope that something will happen here where people will sort of realize that the economy of the United States does play in a large part due to what the president does. He can say that Russia, you know, all the oil prices going up are because of Russia. That can be true to a, a degree, but it's, the facts are it's 3% crude oil that they get from, from Russia, whereas places like Saudi Arabia is okay. You shut down the pipelines coming from Canada, it's okay. Uh, you know, first order of business Biden did was shut down the pipeline, and the Michigan governor tried to shut down a pipeline. So to say that they don't have really anything to do with this stuff, which is what Jen Psaki and a lot of uh, Biden's defenders do sometimes is say, you know, he doesn't have control over this. They do that here with federal mandates. It's a bit of a lie. And when Trump was in office, they blamed everything on him, whether it was true or false that he was to blame. So I think there's a big hypocrisy there and people do need to start looking at where the message is coming from, if they haven't already, if CNN, MSNBC, and ABC are all saying the same thing, it's probably for a reason. It's probably coming from a top-down source. And if Fox and OAN are, are kissing Trump's ass about one thing specifically over and over again, then it's probably for a reason as well. That's my monologue. Thanks for watching. This has been Chef Talk with Andrew Sheffield. <laughs> Thanks for coming, you guys. Um, James Klug on YouTube and Instagram. You can follow him there, where his stuff is constantly blowing up. Uh, Chef Talk is Fridays at 7 o'clock. I've written it down. Follow the link in his Twitter, my favorite Twitter profile. Still, Gary Sheffield. Always fun to talk to you guys. Any closing words? Anything you guys want to say? Oof. Well, I, I was just thinking really quick off the top of my head. It's funny how uh, when 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 Trump was in office, uh, how everything, like you said, everything is his fault 100% of the time. Absolutely. It's black and white. Absolutely his fault. But when their guy's in office, it's the most nuanced conversation you'll ever have. <laughs>
he doesn't make any sense when he's talking. Like he's he's talking to those troops and he's saying you're going to be in Ukraine. You're going to see it when you go there. Uh, you'll see people standing in front of tanks, and which of course isn't happening. They die. And then he talks to the Fox News reporter and he says, "I didn't say that. I was talking about Poland. I was talking about they'll see people in Poland when they train with them. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like when he's free flowing, he becomes uh, has dementia and everything, and then they shoot him full of the I don't know whatever focusing." drugs they have available and then he can sort of he can sort of clairvoyantly speak for a few minutes gary anything else from you to piggyback off what james said real quick um he was talking about the blame but what about the credit when donald trump was in office and america was in the best spot ever in 2016 through 19 everyone was talking about what's great about america and who's responsible well donald trump said i'm responsible i'm the one in in chair i'm the one here and people said well hold on a second the people responsible for the economy and the prices is barack obama's policies from two or three years ago remember that stuff so then all of a sudden now that things are hitting the fan now suddenly the president just has no influence whatsoever on the media it's just amazing how that happened it truly is all right i want to thank you guys for coming on we'll have you on again soon farewell from your trapped person in canada Fly away.